0: This is Real Estate Insights, the podcast from Savills that washes its hands regularly, maintains social distancing and puts its face mask on to bring you all the important stories from the property world. And today we're paying a visit to Scotland to take a look at the residential development sector.
1: Despite an element of real uncertainty in the period between March and April, the market has started to calm down somewhat and we have seen some encouraging levels of activity.
0: And we'll be asking whether the sector is ready for an easing of COVID-related support.
2: What nobody is totally certain on is what is that going to look like in sort of January, February, March next year, as furloughs unwind and as as the sort of impact of of Brexit starts to start to kick in.
0: Guy Ruddle and joining me are three people who pretty much cover the whole of the Scottish development market based as they are in the country's three largest cities. Ben Bruff is head of Scottish residential development and is based in Edinburgh. Ben, welcome to you. Hi Guy, nice to be with you this morning. And nice to have you with us. Jamie Doran is head of residential development in Glasgow. Jamie, welcome to Real Estate Insights. Morning Guy, delighted to be with you also. And Graham Reid does the same job as Jamie, but in Aberdeen. How's Aberdeen today, Graham?
1: Hi, Guy. The sun is shining in Aberdeen today.
0: So let's get going. Ben, I mean, the obvious first question, I think, is how has the whole pandemic treated your housing development market?
2: I think it's, it's, been, it's been a challenging time for the sector as a whole. Um, you know, I think we, you know, we've probably got an industry that there's a lot of people carrying the scars from the great financial crisis, um, and remembered what happened. What happened then? And so I think as we went into this, uh, into the lockdown and uh, the economy shut down, it's fair to say that, you know, that the house builders all retreated massively and, um, and and really were nervous about the future and what the outlook might be. The uh, the real positive is uh, is I think is the, is the bounce that we've all seen in the residential sales market as, as lockdown eased. We were lucky enough to to see England go first from a Scottish perspective and um, uh, you know and we saw that, that sales were accelerating at a rate that nobody could really really believe uh, and as scotland opened up we saw that uh, that same trend happened in scotland so and um, that's began to give the, the house builders a lot of confidence in that going forward but i think it's going forward with a huge amount of caution at this stage uh, so, so it's baby steps back into uh, production on site uh, baby steps into looking at new sites and new opportunities um you're yeah, definitely seeing some big changes in the way that house builders are viewing the market and, and how they're structuring deals at the moment
0: and jamie in glasgow is the picture there similar to the to, to ben's picture in in edinburgh
3: yeah well we're not unique i mean the same traits uh, carry across the development market in scotland um i think prior to march this year um Glasgow was seeing a real upsurge in interest, um development activity across uh build-to-rent sectors, new home sectors, development sectors, and uh you know this obviously came as a, a bit of a blow. Uh, as as Ben said, we've had the same issues to deal with. Um but again the the, the, the bounce that we've had in the market since uh, since you know developers were able to get back on site and sales were able to happen again. Has been uh, very encouraging, and even our own experiences in that time, in terms of uh, we had a couple of closing dates for sites. One of them in the city centre, we had double-digit offers at closing date, and that was in mid June. So it was just when we were starting to come back out of this, and that that demonstrated to us just how resilient the sector has been.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's interesting, Graham. Up uh, in up in Aberdeen, I mean, you you were already dealing with this whole sort of sort of localised, slightly localised recession thing because of the energy-led re- uh, recession. Um, have you suffered particularly, do you think, or is it a similar picture to, to, to the one that Ben and Jamie are, are describing?
1: Hi, Guy. Yeah. Um, so in Aberdeen, it's fair to say the market hasn't been without its challenges over the last few years. This will be our third um, hit in in 12 years. So um, it's fair to say the sector has built, built up a, a degree of um, resilience, Um, and knowledge and expertise in dealing with difficult markets. What I would say is that, um, you know, despite an element of um, real uncertainty in the period between March and April, the market has started to calm down somewhat, and we have seen some encouraging levels of activity, much like Ben and Jamie have experienced, um, particularly within the uh, level of registered sales, And in the four weeks to the 16th of August, the number of sales achieved was three times higher than the same period in 2019. So that bodes well um, and gives some sense of uh, comfort moving forward.
0: So the the sales are holding up uh, or, or have come back strongly um the uh yeah that obviously has got to be good for the for the developers and for the for the beginning part of the process but our are, our are, are sort of landowners and developers ben do you think having to sort of behave differently now has covid changed the way they interact or changed the, the their thinking at the beginning of the process
2: yeah i mean i think the the sort of relationship between landowners our clients and, and developers house builders. You know, has become sort of key to getting through this period. I think there's been an, an, uh, an acceptance, I think, from all parties that we're in a very unique set of circumstances. And, you know, and if we put, a, you know, if we draw a line in the sand on, on negotiations and clauses uh, in deals just now, it's likely that things aren't going to progress. So what we found is that actually we been having a very open, transparent dis- discussion around where the issues are for house builders, what are the key priorities for, for our clients in terms of your know, t- timing of payments etc you know has been key to sort of moving deals forward i think the the big thing the big factor that's come out of this that, that we've seen certainly from an edinburgh perspective is the timing of, of payments and um, we had a, a lot of deals that we were negotiating as we came into the pandemic um and uh, and they were all effectively put, put on hold but we have managed to now um sort of move about uh, I think it's about 1500 plots in total into into contracts uh, they were all due to be deals that would happen this year and have largely been moved into sort of quarter three quarter four next year in terms of completions so i think what the house builders are are looking at is is really sort of saying you know they want to limit their cash out the door exposure and for the next 12 months you know they want to get back to uh, sort of normal construction on site and uh, and they want to give the the wider markets time to recover I think on top of all that they're looking at you know what's what's happening in, in the wider economy in terms of the unemployment and what will happen with the easing of furlough. While we're seeing a sort of real spike in sale sales activity just now, what what nobody is totally certain on is what is that going to look like in sort of January, February, March next year as furloughs unwind and as, as the sort of impact of sort of Brexit starts to start to kick
3: in. I think just touching on what the point that Ben was making there, um and this is uh, symptomatic, I suppose, of any downturn or, or, or period of uh, difficulty in the market, is that cash becomes very precious again. And what house builders are, are actively seeking is sites which are unencumbered with significant infrastructure costs up front so that they can get to the point where they can get proper returns on capital. And that's the key uh, financial barometers which these guys are working to, you know, they're looking to see how quickly they can get a return on their money yeah
0: Graham, how does all this fit with you know sort of the need to build more homes i mean in scotland it's uh, i think homes for Scotland's estimated that you need twenty five thousand more homes a year uh in in Scotland, and that's that wasn't happening before this situation is, is is that is that going to get worse or is or is it obviously going to happen if people are going to get back quicker because you just desperately need the need, need the homes
1: yeah and i think um i think like Jamie mentioned. And more assistance in, in terms of enabling sites, unlocking large sites that are constrained by infrastructure burdens will all help to um, uh, increase the, the number of houses being built by the larger builders. And equally, there's a there's a role that the small, and medium-sized builders can really play in helping to deliver more units by freeing up um, their capacity and giving them support and ensuring that they you know they remain strong through this this challenging period, so that. We don't lose uh, important players from the market moving forward. And another growth area we're seeing uh, that's very exciting is the role that the self-builder and custom builder can play in unlocking new sites across rural Scotland. Uh, This is something we worked closely with the Scottish Government and the Scottish Land Commission on earlier this year. And actually, the the recent COVID um, circumstances and the growing demand we're seeing for plots across rural Scotland is an area of undoubted opportunity moving forward.
0: A thought occurs to me, guys. You've you've been talking about you know the, the, the return of that of, of house sales. Is that across the board or is there a difference between you know a secondhand stock and, and, and new house sales?
2: So I think what we the, the the big surge that's been reported widely I, I think is largely coming from uh, the second hand market where stock is readily available and people can move instantly. I guess a lot of people have been sitting in their house looking at uh, you know looking at their four walls for for four or five months and and, and are ready for a change and have committed to to making a change. So we are seeing good levels of sales in new homes, but um I think the the trend has definitely been uh, sort of suburban it's uh, sort of move out of out of town into um sort of more country locations and, and suburban sites where you get a bit more uh, bit more value for money and an outdoor space. Yeah, you know, I think what's gonna be really fascinating is to see what how the trend evolves and changes um As a result of returning to work and what the office becomes and and how the office is used and working from home versus working in the office and and whether um, the sort of trend for being outside the city continues.
3: I think particularly um, in Scotland uh, you know there's still good value for money in terms of what you can get for your money Um, so by moving out into some of the more rural locations you can get that and still be you know within commuting distance of the office but you don't need to be in every day now, maybe whereby before that was just the norm. Um, and as an example of that, we've had a portfolio of sites on the market recently. We only took it on in, in July uh, in Lus, which is in the banks of Loch Lomond. Um, we've marketed a number of individual plots and building sites there, and we've been oversubscribed in terms of the amount of interest. And it's from across the UK uh, and even abroad, to be honest, it's a special location in terms of, you know, the Loch Lomond's world-renowned, but still it demonstrates what people are happy to live. And ironically, even just as a, you know, another tip, but we just took on an instruction last week uh, for a site in Isle, which is one of the islands more synonymous with tourism and golf. But again, I think with uh, people's maybe holiday habits changing, there's the opportunity now maybe people will take to to stay more at home, so there could be some holiday homes some key worker accommodation so we we think that there's there's definitely been a will be a a change in how people look to live their lives and once again um maybe we've looked at our homes more always as an investment as opposed to just being a home where we're happy to live and enjoy and i think maybe people are looking at their home much more like that now maybe than before
0: One thing I, I haven't asked you guys yet is uh, is about actual land values. You know, what's happening to, 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 to land prices, Jamie?
3: I think to date, we haven't really seen um, the impact of that as yet. I mean, it's still quite early in the whole process. I think inevitably there will be impacts upon land value because the, the development appraisal is under pressure. Um, so far, so good, sales values have held up. I think the other aspect maybe to mention is just in the west of Scotland in particular, uh, we, there's been a real dearth of development sites uh, for the housebuilder market. So that demand and need to get product and sites with consents um, will help maintain values. So we we don't see it really dissipating significantly, um, but we do think there's still, there will be a pressure on land values to some extent. And, uh, you know, we'll see that as as we probably
0: start to move through this. And is that the same story in Aberdeen, Graham?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the, the, the price... Um, uh, impact will very much be site-specific and depend on the location of the site and the quality of the site. Um, where we're seeing uh, house builders uh, looking at core sites or what, what are core sites in terms of their business plan going forward, we've actually been able to secure um, deals over the last you know three or four months that have been uh, in line with pre-COVID uh, pricing expectations, um, albeit the landowners uh, have been you know, pragmatic and, and working with the builders in terms of the timescales of receipts. So I think for the for good sites that are well-located and uh, are desirable for house builders, um, hopefully we'll see less uh, downward pressure on pricing in the in the medium term. And
0: Ben, just as a, a final thought, I mean, to, sort of, to slightly wrap this up, you know, we, we, we're in uncertain times now and there's an uncertain future. We might get, I don't know, a second wave or, or, or whatever of this. As you say, a lot of the Scottish development market has has, has has had to deal with a lot of change and a lot of difficulties over, over the recent years. How confident do you think developers are, uh, 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 builders are, and in fact, the whole sector is uh, about the next two or three years?
2: Yeah, it's a it's a it's an int- it's a good question and um I and mean, we we undertook uh, a sentiment survey of the of the Scottish development market um, over the last few weeks but the summary of what came through is that is that i guess we're seeing we're seeing a little bit of uncertainty in everybody's thoughts through 2020 and 2021 uh, and in general terms the you know, it was viewed that, that recovery would would come would come through in 2022 um However, w- within that, what, what they were saying is that uh, in terms of new sites, they still had an appetite in terms of how they saw values. Uh, you know, they saw a little change in terms of sales values. You, know, um, you know, if, if any change, it was sort of within sort of one to five percent drop. Um, but there is going to be challenges that come through. I think construction costs and the supply chain um, is going to be quite interesting. Socially distanced building. And. Um, you know, the, the impact that's going to have in terms of the how quickly they can construct houses is definitely having, having a knock on effect on building costs uh, and therefore land value. Your know, risk remains a factor, so I think we kind of we would expect that margins may get looked at. And um, I think we're aware some house builders have increased margins, some some haven't. Um, but that's something that will be continually under review. Um, but there's big positives. T- Taylor Wimpey raised 520 million recently to, to, to invest in new sites um, and, uh, you know, and, and they've been quite aggressive in doing that across the country, talking to the, the other regional offices. Um, you know, and, and that will probably lead to their competitors in the, in the PLC world you know, looking at doing similar things. Sales maybe uh, if construction is, is slower sales per site per year may be slower which which will mean more outlets are required to, to hit the number of completions per annum. Uh, so that could again that could actually be a benefit to the land market uh, and we could see more more sites um, required by, by the volume house builders in order to, to stand still. You know, so it's uh, I mean it, it is, it is, it's an evolving feast.
0: We can't go without coming up with a Savile standout stat from each of you, as we always do on Real Estate Insights. Um, Graham, let's
1: start with you. Have you got a Savile standout stat for us today? Well, as the new senior living representative for Scotland, it'd be remiss of me not to have a age-related statistic for you. So um, the, the population of over 65s in Scotland currently sits at just over a million, and it's due to increase to 1.3 million Uh, by 2030. And
0: that's a 22% increase. Yeah, and all of those are going to need somewhere to live, of course. Uh, Ben, what about you? What's your Savile standout stat?
2: Yeah, I think it's probably just important to put into context, you know, the market activity that that we are seeing. So um, in terms of uh, my team based out of of Edinburgh, uh, we have agreed, uh, we we are in negotiated terms with heads of terms agreed and interlegals on land values in and around Edinburgh in excess of 120 million pounds from the start of lockdown to, to now, so the majority of these deals are going into next year. But it's a, you, know, you know there's a massive amount of activity still going on, which uh, which is very very positive.
0: Yeah, and Jamie, that just leaves you. Uh, how uh, what's your Savile standout stat for us today?
3: Well, I think the one thing that people ask is you know how is this um, in any way similar to the crash of two thousand and eight, and and obviously the the current crisis in the markets. Um, and I think the, the difference is in the house builder sector is that there's fundamentally much more cash around than there was in 2008. Um, the banks pulled the plug overnight. And I think the stat that came to me was um, the cohort of, of the main house building, uh, house builders in 2008 were carrying four and a half billion pounds of debt. That same cohort of house builders in 2020 are carrying 1.5 billion pounds in cash. So, so the market structurally is much more financially secure than it was in two thousand and eight, and I think that's the that, that's that gives us all you know good hope that going forward we will have a much more resilient market yeah
0: fascinating gentlemen as i say thank you uh, thank you very much for your time today uh, and for your wisdom it 's been uh, great to talk to all three of you and get the picture uh, uh, from your part of the world. That's it for this episode of Real Estate Insights. If all we've done is whet your appetite for more information and knowledge, then you'll find plenty to satisfy you on the research section of the Savills website, savils.co.uk forward slash research. And if you aren't already a subscriber to Real Estate Insights, then please feel free to become one using your usual podcast provider. In the meantime, thank you very much for listening and see you next time.